The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. It's an amazing process, the process of breathing. And uh, kind of an amazing, sounds maybe kind of amazing that I would say that I didn't really learn to breathe until I was 21. And what I mean by that is that I was living on a small farm, uh, doing farm work every day and being outdoors every day quite a bit. And it was fairly um, remote place, so I didn't see a lot of people, there wasn't a lot of activity and no TV, and certainly back then no computers and internet, and it was just a very settled and peaceful, quiet life of hard work. And to my surprise, at some point in that process, I felt a way of breathing that had greater ease and peacefulness and relaxation or naturalness than I could ever remember having in my life. Probably I had it when I was small occasionally, but I didn't know to pay attention to it. And um, and so I felt like, oh, I, this is what a breathing can be. And um, and I felt like in some ways I had learned to breathe in a nice way. And, and um, that capacity for an easeful breath, relaxed breath, comes and goes. And um, But what I love is to sit down to meditate and discover what my breathing is like today and now. And it has so many different flavors and textures and ways that it is. It's kind of like no two snowflakes are supposed to be the same. Um, no two days have the same, exactly the same weather. Or the, I love how, at least in this environment, uh, the colors of the vegetation changes. It's like no two days are the, all the greenery, the way things are green, the same. There's fresh spring green and kind of kind of, I don't know, settled green of the summer and then things getting drier and drier and maybe turning colors. And so it's all, every day there's a change. So same thing, every breath is different. Every day the breathing is different. And to sit down, to be with breathing, is a process of discovering, oh, that's how it is today. And inevitably what I find is that if I can just allow myself, leave myself alone, and allow the settling to happen, the breathing begins to relax and settle and become freer and more at, at ease than it uh, was when I first sit down if I've, had a, if, I, if I've had a busy day. And that's one of the functions of mindfulness of breathing is to kind of get out of our way, our own way, meaning not to be so busy, actively involved with projects and doings and fantasies and memories and discursive thoughts, conversations in our head that are often closely connected to our emotions and our desires and our drives so that the physical body gets activated and um, aroused in different ways. And one way is aroused with tension and holding patterns. And so to sit down to meditate with the breath is a way of stepping away from the discursive thought, stepping away from the mind always be doing and active, actively trying to figure something out or accomplish something or something and let things settle. And this settling then that allows the body to settle because the body is not being activated by the 
in activated mind. And, uh, and so, as I said before, one of the functions of mindfulness of breathing is to interrupt the continuity of the discursive mind. Um, sometimes the discursive mind is entertaining and wonderful and valuable, and I don't want to diminish its important role when it does have an important role, but not a few of us have discover that a high percentage of the discursive mind and thinking is not particularly useful or helpful and Occasionally we might even recognize that what's going on in there is a bit of nonsense um, and not really t- you know, useful. And so to have the ability to, to, um, to stop doing that, to interrupt that flow of discursive thought, simply by taking a moment to land in the physical experience of breathing. It's kind of like we're taking our attention and moving it from one place where our attention has been hijacked into discursive thought and choosing to place it someplace where it's uh, maybe useful to be or as an alternative, in a safe alternative. And that interruption of our discursive thinking begins to lessen the pull of discursive thinking. Uh, You won't feel it each time you let go of your thoughts, but you can... uh, over and over and over and over again, if you do it repeatedly, slowly that pull into discursive thought, that fascination of dis- with discursive thought begins to lessen and it's easier to stay present. As we begin to uh, stay, be able to stay more and more with the breathing in a relaxed, simple way, kind of dedicated, trusting the experience of breathing, it can, at some point, you learn how that's... So actually, that itself is also a way of leaving ourselves alone. We're not trying to accomplish something with the breathing, mindfulness of breathing, or get somewhere. Or it's not an other kind of accomplishment or goal. It's kind of like just hanging out there as we would hang out at the riverbank in a relaxed way, watching the river go by. And all our cares and concerns begin to fall away. And we're not trying to do anything on the riverbank watching the river. We're just there. And so much settles and quiets and disappears. And I call that kind of leaving ourselves alone. So to let the mindfulness of breathing, the, the continuity develop like that, like you're just watching the river go by, and that kind of peacefulness and lack of project. It's not a project mind involved. Um, uh, and so important part of mindfulness of breathing is learning how to relax. So there's certainly mindfulness of breathing is not a tensing, it's not a resisting something or asserting something, but a lot of it, uh, learning the art of rela- relaxing into attention, relaxing into awareness, relaxing into mindfulness of breathing. And we can talk about relaxing into awareness because awareness is a natural uh, capacity of the mind that's, when you, if you're conscious and awake, is always there. And you don't have to work at it. Uh, some of it is just a matter of letting go of what obscures it. The discursive thought, a lot of concerns, projects, doing, judgments. Just keep opening, opening to the natural capacity of awareness. Um, and, um, <clears throat> excuse me for a minute while I cough. We have a fair amount of smoke here today, again. 
So um, one of the wonderful things about uh, mindfulness of breathing is that it also begins teaching us. It's a mirror for understanding ourselves and teaching us how we are so involved in discursive thoughts or how we're caught up in concerns or that we are not relaxed, we're trying too hard or not trying enough or something. All these kinds of, as we try come back and having the regularity of breathing. And so many of you heard the story I like to tell of um, I, up in the mountains now here in Santa Cruz Mountains where close to where now the fires are. Many, many years ago, I saw a stream of water. I was sitting next to the stream and I couldn't tell whether the water was flowing. Uh, it seemed like it was completely still. It's very shallow water. And so I put a little stick into the water uh, uh, vertically and uh, and then I could see a little wake, uh, little waves were formed on the edge of this of the stick, showing me there in fact was a current, but it was very slow. But I needed that reference point of the stationary stick in the water that showed that there was a current flowing. So the same way mindfulness of the breathing is like putting a little stick into the currents of our life, currents of our mind. And so we start seeing much more how busy the mind is, how the mind might be out of control, um, the strong, how strong the pull is into our thinking and our concerns or our pull into emotions. And, and, and just sim- isn't that strong to do those things, but to see it clearly, be able to see it more clearly because we have this reference point of breathing the fact that it might be hard to stay with the breathing, that's also a lesson. It's a mirror for what's going on with the mind that makes it hard. And in this way, I like to think of a mindfulness of breathing as it works when it doesn't work. So you can't do it wrong. Uh, it works in the sense uh, if you can actually stay with it for some time and hang out with it and have some continuity. But uh, when you can't have the continuity with the breathing, Uh, If you use the breathing as a mirror to see better why you can't do that, not to analyze it, but just to notice, oh, the mind is very discursive, very having all kinds of conversations, or there's a lot of strong emotions swirling around that I keep getting involved in and picking up. Um, And then you see, oh, that's what's happening instead. I can see it more clearly now than I could before. And because you can't stay with the breathing, but you can see more clearly what's happening for you, it, mindfulness of breathing has worked. It has helps us to be mindful of how we are. So I like to think of that way, that mindfulness of breathing works even when it doesn't work. And, um, and then mindfulness of breathing also, uh, as we begin to relax into it, uh, there is a movement towards freedom in mindfulness of breathing. The more we can stay with the breathing, the more the mind begins to let go and relax and soften. And that movement of relaxationing, letting go, softening, is a movement towards what Buddhism calls liberation. And sometimes that can be felt at the, with the exhale. It's letting go, releasing with the exhale. And, uh, and we get a small, maybe at some point, a small little taste of, of some qualitatively nice freedom, letting go, in relaxing and trusting the exhale, parts of the exhale, just, oh, okay, letting go. 
And uh, it's kind of like uh, when people say, ah, in a nice way, it's a really nice thing. It's, they do that on the exhale. And so it's kind of gentle, soft, letting go that can happen there. And I'll talk more about that uh, tomorrow morning, breathing and, and letting go, freedom. So thank you for being part of this, and I hope that this supports you in, um, in just a greater appreciation for your breathing. And even if breathing is difficult for you, and you have, there's lots of times we have challenges with the breathing, and um, that um, I'm hoping that there might be just some little kernel of what I'm saying that might you might find useful and supportive. And, um, and um, I look forward to seeing you all next time. <laughs>